Hello and welcome to the Pascal Joy Coaching Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. If it is your first time, thank you so much for dropping by. I trust that this episode will be encouraging, be exactly what you need, and that you'll leave feeling more inspired, more supported, more loved up, and better that I found you. Today is episode four, and I wanted to talk about something a little bit different than I normally do. So normally on this podcast, I talk about emotional intelligence, relationships, mindset, faith stuff, and I often say everything in between as well because I want to leave room for interviews. I have some interviews up my sleeve, and I want to leave room for other random topics because I like to talk about all the things. So today's topic is about body image. My body image story, my journey to being in a place now where I actually feel like I'm, I'm feeling so balanced and so happy. So it'll be a combination of practical tips just like fitness tips. So it's like kind of body image, kind of like fitness tips. And then also my journey, how I've gotten to where I'm at now. And yeah, I think it'll be really helpful for anyone who is either starting their journey or wanting to invite more balance and sustainability into their journey. So we're gonna go way back to the beginning And my fitness journey began when I was about 14. My best friend at the time, her mom was a personal trainer and we all went to the gym, the three of us. Her mom was training someone, I believe, I don't know, it's been a while, but we went to like this local gym on our campus. We kind of lived on a campus. Um, Yeah, it was like at a... um, university there was a high school there was a bible college and on there there was like the campus gym and that's kind of where exercise began for me I remember feeling like always a little bit bigger boned that's always been my thing I've never felt petite I've always felt like I kind of like even when I was little like I was pretty scrawny but my knees were then knobby like I felt like I had big knees and joints compared to the rest of my body and that has always been a point of dissatisfaction or it used to be I'm not going to speak that over myself anymore it has a tendency to still but that used to be kind of my insecurity I strived so hard to just be thin and toned And I never felt like it was enough. So I actually struggled with a couple of disorders. Starting out, I struggled with an exercise disorder. I didn't know that's what it was until later. And I remember being 17 and going on a family vacation to Florida. And I knew I was going to be in my bathing suit. And... Maybe I was even younger. I think I was 16. I remember being quite young because it was quite a while ago. 16 or 17 and literally working out twice a day for like over an hour each time. Like 
just this little girl doing cardio for a, over an hour in the morning before school and then in the evening doing another sort of like cardio circuit but kind of with weights and just being so hyper focused and obsessed with my body looking small and those were the days of the really skinny models like that's what was in it wasn't like the Kim Kardashian era that it is now where it's more like the focus is a tiny waist and a big booty and you know that sort of thing it was more like everyone was rail thin and so that's what I was striving for and so that is where my fitness journey began for me it also began because I, all of my friends were super athletic and I never really felt like I fit in. It was like all the cool kids could play volleyball or basketball and that's kind of like what everyone's social thing was and kind of everyone find their, found their place in that and I didn't. But exercise for me was something that didn't require a skill. I could just do it and be disciplined and I found a lot of comfort in that so it was like you know sometimes when you hear of stories I feel like it can just seem so negative but my experience with fitness has been such a mixture like it's been a mixture of positive and negative and isn't like that way you know it's not all bad it's not all good necessarily and I think we like to really compartmentalize things to kind of make sense of things. But when I look back, it was also something that gave me purpose, gave me something to do while my friends were at practice, you know, playing basketball, I would work out. It was in the same gymnasium. And that's when I really started to develop an inner discipline also. And seeing results and seeing that I could work at something and see change. And so I, yeah, it kind of took a, a life of its own with being obsessed. And then moving on and, you know, in grade 12, I got my personal training certificate. Actually, no, I took my personal training course, but I chickened out of taking the test. And so fitness has been a huge part of my life. And it has been a constant in my life. It has always been a part of who I am. It has always been a part of myself that I'm always finessing, playing around with, perfecting, and trying to figure out what works best for me. And originally it started out from a place of like, not necessarily a place of self-love. It was more a place of like, I don't like how I look, so I need to change this. <laughs> I remember having a little bit of like a, a pot belly that went beyond my boobs when I was like 17 and like looking down in my stomach when I was relaxed, which honestly, that's kind of still how I am today. But I remember looking down and my, my belly went beyond my, my boobs when I wasn't sucking it in. When I was just like relaxed, you know, just like hanging out. And I was like devastated. That was such an issue to me that I needed to fix within myself. And so... When from having that exercise disorder where I just like would work out multiple, multiple times a day and be so fixated on burning as many calories as possible and 
not eating enough. And then eventually I, in my early twenties, I developed a binge eating disorder. So little did I know that I actually was inflicting it upon myself. Like I thought I had a problem, which I did, but I didn't realize that the science behind it and the the way that I was actually setting myself up for failure with my exercise. That's why I want to kind of talk to exercise and to the mindset portion. So, so then I struggled with binge eating and what actually happened was I was really into hit workouts. I was really into doing high intensity interval training, which is like boot camp style workouts where your heart rate is really elevated the whole time and you are just like in cardio state the whole time. And what was actually happening was I was doing so many of these that my body was so hungry because I was burning so many calories, but I was trying to restrict my calories and I wasn't eating in a way that was supportive to my lifestyle that would create results. And so I would try to eat, you know, I remember counting out my almonds for lunch. I was a landscaper at the time, which is probably also pretty active. I'd count out like my 12 almonds. I would have my healthy, you know, my healthy lunch with veggies and a protein. And then I would have supper and breakfast but it wasn't enough like I wasn't knowledgeable on the actual calories I needed and so I just remember being so hungry and by evening I would just binge like I would just literally eat but it's like I could not stop my hand from stuffing my face and part of that was some other psychological like emotional and mental issues that were going on I was very unsatisfied with my life I was very unsatisfied with myself I was not content I was experiencing immense anxiety at that time in a way that I coped with the anxiety and the dissatisfaction in my life was through binge eating Eventually, I was able to overcome binge eating, which blows my mind still because I remember at the time feeling so powerless, feeling like I was never going to figure it out. Oh, I felt so discouraged. I literally felt so much shame and so much guilt. If you've ever experienced binge eating and just the sense of complete powerlessness over yourself, like feeling like you literally have zero power over yourself, zero self-control and literally like clearing out an entire thing of an entire box of cookies, clearing out an entire jumbo bag of chips, like literally making yourself sick and still eating. Um, It is the worst feeling. There's so much self-loathing and there's so much self-deprecation and just, just, it's such a, terrible place to be in and I feel for anyone who is struggling with that but what eventually really helped me come out of that was I decided that anytime I felt like binging I would conduct an experiment on myself and journal beforehand beforehand what was going on in my mind So I would self-evaluate, okay, like I was kind of trying to figure out what was triggering these binges. If it was like a certain thought, if something happened in the day, if maybe I didn't eat enough 
Um, and so I just kind of started to self-evaluate and, and just conducted a, an experiment on myself. And what I started to notice is, so first of all, I was like, you can, so I told myself, you can totally binge, binge all you want. But before you do, I want you to write down everything that is coming up, all the emotions, whatever discouragement, whatever self-loathing thoughts, all of it, just write down whatever's coming up, whatever powerless, overwhelmed, anxious thoughts, whatever it is, write it down. And so... I would write it all down and soon enough I found that as I did that I lost my desire to binge and I realized it had a lot to do with more so what was going on internally and as I figured out how to self-soothe it lost its power over me. I also invited God into that. I realized I needed to lean on God and God and I weren't BFFs at that time, but I did ask for help with that and he gave me victory over it. And he's so good. He's so good. He's so generous. He helps us out even when we aren't fully surrendered to him. Mm, He's so good. And so those two things really helped me and I would invite you to test those two things out First one being journaling before you do binge. Second thing being asking God for help. (laughs) Those were two powerful tools that helped me overcome binge eating. And then also I didn't, um, it was very difficult for me because I was really monitoring my food and controlling my intake. I stopped doing that altogether. I just ate until I was full at every meal. And at first I still binged almost every meal because I had a scarcity mindset around food and eventually though I became less obsessed with food and I've always been really obsessed with food since I was a child like I don't know what that is about Um, I noticed those tendencies in other family members like my dad Um, we've just always loved food and it's always been a big rush for everyone to get enough food and I don't know if it's because I have two older brothers that or I have an older brother and a younger brother that grew like weeds. So they would like clear out the food and it was everyone fend for themselves. So we would just like literally like fight over food. So I think that there might have been some sort of like scarcity mindset around food as well. So these are all things that you notice as you kind of self-evaluate and check in with yourself. And so... I overcame binge eating and that was such an incredible journey to look back on and I had to stop, you know, eventually I had to stop using my fitness pal. For me, that is a big trigger. I can't do it. Um, I would try to eat like, you know, 1500 calories and then I would do 2000 calories and it was just the fact that I had to stay within a certain realm that really triggered me because it was like that sense of being controlled by something made me want to rebel for whatever reason and so I did a fitness photo shoot hired a coach and we did macro counting and after the photo shoot that was like the last time I binged actually looking back on it now um, I did a four-week prep and then 
after it was done, I let loose. I remember literally just stuffing my face with nachos, which mind you, when you haven't been eating, when you've been eating super clean and restricted for like four to six weeks and nothing like greasy, nothing heavy, eating nachos just does a number on your system because it's not used to processing that kind of food and it's gotten used to eating just like the cleanest food, right? Like just veggies, rice, um, lean proteins and stuff. So I remember being so sick and just being hunched over my toilet bowl and forcing myself to puke because I felt so sick and I was in so much pain that I couldn't handle the feeling of the pain and that was the only way to to relieve myself. Oh, and then the shame and the guilt just overtook me and for weeks after that photo shoot, you know, I wanted to maintain my look but I lost all sense of control and just put on the weight so quickly and and just got back to where I was before. But after that time, it really was when I decided I would stop monitoring my food and just eat to my heart's content, eat nourishing foods, and just enjoy food. And ever since then, you know, I've had times where I've tried to do my fitness pal and I just, it's just such a trigger for me and it's such a unhealthy thing for me. So it's gotten to the point now where this year I've really felt good and I still have some obsessive tendencies and that's something that I appreciate about myself when it's done in the right way and from the right angle and so I want to share with you some things that I have done that have helped me so first of all I rarely weigh myself that is a trigger for myself so just noticing I'd, I'd invite you to notice the triggers, the things that send you into a downward spiral, the things that cause you to feel badly about yourself, the things that make you feel like shit. What are those things? Pay attention. Pay attention to when you're having a really great day, but then suddenly something happens, you do something, maybe it's an Instagram account, whatever it is, notice that and monitor it. So the first thing was I rarely weigh myself. I still weigh from time to time, um, but not very often. And my method of feeling good and the only thing that I desire is to not have to (laughs) change sizes in the sense that I don't want to spend a bunch of money so on on buying clothes that are bigger or smaller for that matter. I just want to maintain my size and feel comfortable in it. And so that is my motivating factor. The other thing I want to talk about is body acceptance, self-acceptance. You know, we talk a lot about body positivity, which is all about loving yourself, where you're at, you know, valuing your inner beauty. And that is such a beautiful thing. But I think there's something really powerful about body acceptance where you can just be transparent and be real with yourself and be authentic with, you know, I am really loving this about my body. I love this about my body. I'm really proud of myself for doing this. But honestly, this part of my body is not my favorite. So for myself, it's my arms. My arms are not my favorite feature. 
Um, I've gotten better over the years. I don't hate them as much. I'm learning how to um, work with them. But my arms are my least favorite. And I'm not going to start to try to just guilt trip myself for not liking my arms. I, I sometimes see that with the body positivity thing when women are desiring to lose weight or exercise and just feel better and people shame them for that. They're like, well, no, like you're like, you're already so fit just the way you are. Just accept yourself where you're at. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with desiring to change something about yourself. The only thing that you want to check in with is the reason why or where it's coming from or what energy is it being done? Is it being done in an energy of, I am just so unhappy with myself. I've never been content with myself. I never will be content with myself. I'm never enough. And I'm just going to keep trying to change myself because I'm so unhappy with myself. Or is it coming from a place of, I really love my body. I really enjoy challenging myself. I want to feel really good in my skin. And when I exercise and when I eat well, I just feel so great about myself. And I really want to see how far I can take this and and how I can really develop in this area and find what works for me. There's such a different energy to both of those and you can probably feel it and and you can probably think of different people who are constantly looking for the quick fixes and are never content with themselves and are coming from a place of self-loathing and it seems that those people really struggle at seeing results in their lives and then there's the people who really learn to figure out a way to enjoy the lifestyle no matter what the results are, and it seems like it comes so much easier to them. The second part, the second mindset is seeing yourself as someone who is healthy, seeing yourself as someone who radiates health, seeing yourself as someone who is fit, whatever that means for you, seeing yourself as someone who values their body and cherishes their body and celebrates their body and takes care of their body. And when you attach your identity to something, it becomes so much easier to see progress in that area. When you see yourself as an unfit person who, who despises exercising, but who is doing it to and is constantly trying to do it and constantly struggling at doing it and constantly um, pushing themselves to do it, that is coming from a place of so much struggle and um, working against the grain of who you are and enforcing that it doesn't come naturally to you. When you come at it from a place of this is something that you enjoy doing and you're on a journey and you see yourself as someone who is fit. And I really saw this when I used to be a personal trainer. So that's the other thing. I was a personal trainer for years and then I uh, became a, a coach, uh, um, a self-mastery coach because I realized that personal training is so ineffective if you don't know how to do the mindset part and I really struggled before I tapped into the mindset aspect with my clients. And so when my clients started to see themselves as someone who loved exercise and saw it as a lifestyle and saw it as just someone who they 
as who they were, it just became so much easier. It was just something that they did. And, and that leads me to my next point. And so another thing to just take this home even further, think about it as someone, let's, let's see, like identity, our identity. If you see yourself as someone who always struggles in relationships, and that is your narrative, you probably think of someone who's like that, who just always struggles in relationships and who's like, I just can't seem to ever find someone that's a good match for me. Why do I attract such bozos? Why is this my reality? Well, you're really instilling that that's who you are and our brain loves to prove itself right. It is designed to prove itself right. It is a survival instinct that has been created within us to preserve our energy because if we don't prove ourselves right, then there's just like even more uncertainty and it's such a energy... um, dispenser and our brain always wants to preserve energy so it's constantly looking to prove itself right Um, and so if you are constantly affirming that you struggle at taking good care of your body you struggle at at moving your body you struggle at loving your body then you will manifest that reality and so I would encourage you to not necessarily start saying I love to exercise (laughs) I am a fitness queen But maybe start to say, I am really enjoying exploring how to work with my body. I am really enjoying finding recipes that are delicious. I am really enjoying this journey. And just kind of transitional sentences like that can be very powerful without you feeling like you're completely being a liar to yourself, (laughs) being delusional. And that leads me to my next point, which is figuring out what is sustainable, what feels good for you, what feels fun for you. I mean, I have heard of stories of people losing 50 pounds just from walking. I have heard of stories of people losing a bunch of weight, not that the focus is weight loss, but... I have heard of stories of people in um, experiencing a reality where they're really happy with their bodies due to different avenues, whether it was just their food, whether it was movement, you know, some people just start hiking more. Some people love to hula hoop. Some people dance. They put on YouTube videos and learn how to dance and take dancing lessons via YouTube. Some people weightlift. That's kind of been my journey is weightlifting. I would be kind of really encourage you to explore weightlifting, even if it's just once or twice a week. It is so good for your bone density. It is so good for so many reasons um, that I'm not going to get into in this podcast. But weightlifting just really, you know, gives you some strength and power. But Some people it's weightlifting, some people it's running, some people it's yoga, Pilates, whatever that movement is. And I would advise you to to not let anybody guilt trip you into doing it their way, you know? When we fall in love with something and we become obsessed with it, it's really hard not to be a walking advertisement for it and then we feel like everyone should do it. 
I'm guilty of this. I know so many people who are like this, where it's like the moment they try keto, for example, for, I don't know if that's still a thing. I think it is, um, where people were like cutting out carbs and just eating lots of fat and protein and, and veggies. And people were obsessed with it and people were getting results and dropping all sorts of weight, which mind you, when you cut out carbs, you're dropping a lot of water weight. So it's not actually body fat. I mean, there's an aspect of it that is body fat. Um, but you can have, you can get Crohn's disease from just increasing so much meat fat, especially if it's meat fat, but that's, that's a whole other topic and more so my opinion. Um, but who cares if you love like eating fats and you love a ketogenic diet, don't let me guilt trip you into not doing it, right? Only you know what's best for you, what's sustainable for you, what's enjoyable for you that you can adapt adopt for your lifetime. And I think sometimes we feel persuaded in different directions when people get really great results. But the truth of the matter is you can get really great results doing whatever the heck feels good for you. And depending on your goals, you know, if you want to have less inflammation and more you know, muscle definition, maybe you don't want to get super muscular, but you just want to have a little bit of, um, a little bit more shape to your body. I would really encourage you to seek out weightlifting and I would encourage you to not focus so much on cardio because cardio is great, but it does increase inflammation, stress and stress in the body. It ate, it prematurely ages you. Um, there are so many um, studies that have been done just even on like the effects of it on your skin, like just having that stress in your body can cause you to your skin to age prematurely. So enjoy your cardio. I know people love the endorphin high. I go for runs a couple times a week, but just be mindful of it. And at the same time too, though, if you love it, if it brings you joy, if you feel like a better person because of it, go for it. But just know that it's not the only way to um, cause your body to thrive. And if you're experiencing pain and inflammation in your body, then there's other ways to um, take care of your body through physical movement. And so... I'm just going to share a little bit actually about what I'm doing now. It is so maintainable. It is so achievable to me anyways, and it is so sustainable. And I am sharing because I did a poll on my stories today, actually asking if people were interested in my workouts with my long experience of exercising since I was like 15, 14, and then being a personal trainer for years, I have been fine tuning things and I've done so much research and I've really learned about inflammation in the body, stress in the body. When I was working out too much, I noticed myself to be more anxious, to have more stress in my body, to actually feel more in my masculine energy. And so I've really been working at recalibrating and be being in a balanced place, which balance is totally up to whatever your perception of balance is. So for me, just feeling in a balanced place for myself that is sustainable, that feels good and doesn't feel like I'm over-exercising, 
so that I'm not starving all the time because a huge part of me, part of uh, my exercise journey, I have really found freedom in binge eating, but I still have had a really big appetite. Like I've always been known to have a big appetite. And so when I exercise a lot, especially in the summer, which is fine, but like, say I'm like, you know, running stairs in the morning, lifting weights in the afternoon, and then going for a bike ride in the evening with my husband, because I just love being outside. Well, then I'm eating a lot. And I'm just noticing that I'm just eating so much. And it's a lot to keep up with. And my desire is to have a body that is a little bit more lean and I noticed that it's easier for me to maintain that kind of body when I'm actually exercising less because then I'm less hungry and then I'm able to eat more intentionally and more intuitively rather than just grabbing all sorts of food and throwing it into my mouth and when I'm starving I don't make the most nutritionally um nutritionally um, healthful or satisfying decisions. It's like I have expended so much energy today. I'm starving and I'm just going to eat everything in sight. And then I, after that, I just feel gross and I, I feel like I, I overdo it. So it's interesting with me sharing this. I feel like I might be judged for talking about my fitness goals and talking about how I desire to to grow and evolve it's very interesting diet just like yeah just so interesting how their diet culture has done a lot of damage but also in some ways there's been a lot of people who have really preached body positivity and it's almost like bad to talk about your fitness goals too (laughs) anyways that's a side note um So what I'm doing right now that has felt really good for me is I used to weightlift five days a week and then I started weightlifting four days a week and now I'm weightlifting three days a week and that has felt really good for me. I don't desire to be super muscular anymore. I desire to have more of a feminine frame and to be a little bit um, softer. And so for me, that means that I do more full body exercises. So Monday is a full body. So I do kind of like legs, but like I literally hit everything, shoulders, arms, back. That is Monday. Wednesday is a more of an almost like lower weight day and higher reps. So it's still a full body day but I put a little bit of plyometrics in there. So I'll do like 10 or 15 squats, for example, and then with weight, a little bit of weight, not a lot, I'll drop the weight and then I'll do a drop set of into jump squats. And then I will do an upper body exercise and I'll do that circuit through a few times and then I'll I'll do sets of exercises like that, like three or four sets of exercises like that. And then Friday is solely booty day, like booty, legs, and some abs. And then just because your girl loves to, I've always felt like my upper body is 
more developed than my lower body in some ways. Like I have broad shoulders and so my desire is to kind of like have a more developed lower body than upper body. So that's kind of what I'm always working on. And so that's why it's kind of um, woven into my schedule all week for my goals. And so then, yeah, Friday I do lower body day and then every day my goal has been to walk. So I used to really do a lot of, you know, running or running stairs. Even this winter, I really enjoyed running stairs, but it's a lot of impact on my body. And as I get older, I want to implement things that I enjoy and that I can do sustainably and that benefits me in more ways than just burning calories. So my dog needs exercise. She loves to get outside. So I have made it a goal to aim for 10,000 steps every day. Um, I think that's kind of like an average goal. I don't know. I think a lot of people aim for 10,000 steps and it's something that I also noticed that a lot of people who ha- are really happy and maintaining their weight and able to monitor, able to eat more intentionally without being driven by just like absurd hungry hunger do. They focus more on walking than running because doing lots of cardio makes you really hungry. So Actually, hunger is the tool I've used in the past when, or sorry, cardio is a tool I've used in the past to help me eat more um, when I was in a bulking phase, when I was trying to put on muscle. So that's just a tip that if you want to manage your hunger more, cut down on the cardio, the high intensity cardio and do low intensity cardio because it'll just be easier to manage your hunger levels. So I aim to walk 10,000 steps every day. The doggy likes it. I love getting outside and getting fresh air. I go twice a day, so I'll do about 5,000 steps earlier in the day and 5,000 steps later in the evening. I'm going to be doing that after this podcast, actually. And another thing about being outside is our house is charged with positive ions. You can look it up on WebMD. Positive ions um, are in our electronics. They're in our phones, our laptops, everything, a lot of, like, air conditioning has is charged with positive ions and it's what can sometimes make you feel kind of like groggy, sleepy, lethargic and getting outside is filled with negative ions and actually recharges you and is just so good for your mental health. There's so many studies that have shown that actually getting outside is like an antidepressant. So I've actually noticed since I have implemented more walking, I'm a lot chip a lot happier a lot more chipper and I'm already a pretty happy person but like I've just felt amazing and it just has felt so good so that is something that I try to aim to do every single day I like right Monday through Sunday and then as far as eating I honestly just kind of eat whatever I want I aim to eat veggies I try to eat some raw veggies at every meal because it's really good for your digestion. I'm really focused on digestion these days. It's something that um, has suffered in the past for myself. I am gluten-free and lactose-free because of my digestion. And so, yeah, I just kind of eat whatever I want. And I don't really restrict my portions that much either. 
but I've found since I have been more moderate to low with my activity compared to what I used to do, which was like lift five days a week, cardio three days a week, like just so much activity. It has been a lot easier for me to not eat out of control, but your girl still loves ice cream. I still love dark chocolate. I still love popcorn. I ate a bag of popcorn to myself last night. I still like pop. Um, and so I don't restrict it, but I do notice how I feel after. And so food for me has become a source of helping myself feel energized and helping myself feel really good. And especially during the week when I want to be on, I want to be focused, I want to be productive, I eat well, and that makes a big difference. On the weekend when I'm not working as much, I kind of let that slide because if I'm feeling a little bit more low energy, it's okay. Um, and I really enjoy delicious, rich foods, just like the next person. Like I love French fries. I love burgers. Um, so for me, it's been really important to not focus on tracking my food or being on any sort of diet. Like I just need to be able to eat whatever I want because any sort of restriction just makes me want to binge and go crazy. So where I'm at on my body image today, you know, this is a little bit of a body image slash mindset slash strategy um, podcast is I'm in a really good place. I still have my days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, feeling a little bloated, feeling like I wish I was leaner, feeling like my inner thighs look a little bit flabby and... I think that's just part of the human experience. I don't think that'll necessarily ever go away, but I definitely have more days where I'm like, damn, I look like a queen. And that has really also been, I'm going to leave you with one last tip that has really been also with me really implementing self-love strategies and loving myself up as best as I can. And on the days that I don't, I don't judge that either. And I think that is a really great place to be in. So the last tip I'm going to give you to really infuse love into yourself is something that I did for a while and I haven't really felt the need to do recently just because it did its job on me um, when I needed it was when I moisturized my body, I would speak loving words over that area. So if I were moisturizing my calves, I'd be like, thank you so much for carrying me today. You are so beautiful. Thank you for keeping me strong today and taking me to where I needed to go. Same thing over my feet. I would do that. My legs. You are so beautiful. You are so strong. Thank you for carrying me today. You did such a great job. My stomach. Thank you for digesting all my food today. Thank you for moving my food through me. Thank you for sending out nutrition into my body. Thank you for making me strong. My arms, thank you for allowing me to do work with my arms and my hands today. And that really, really helped me in my self-love journey with my body it was just speaking loving words over the different body parts, over my face, over my hair. Um, it's literally rewiring your thinking towards yourself it's re 
designing your DNA, I believe. It's speaking words of life and health over yourself. It's your body hears everything that you say and it believes everything you say, right? So if for years and years you've been speaking words of of discouragement, self-loathing, not enoughness, it hears that and it feels that. And I also believe that's a huge reason so many people struggle with health issues, like internal health issues in their organs. It's not always the reason, but I think that is a major reason for that. And when you speak words of encouragement, of love over your body parts, over your organs, and you thank them for working well, I truly believe that that will manifest even more health and good function. So I truly enjoyed sharing my health journey with you today. I trust that there was some nuggets in there that you are going to implement or that really resonated with you or that really encouraged you. No matter where you're at on your journey, whether you are not exercising at all or eating well at all, you are still worthy. You are still magnificent. You are still a queen or a king if you're a man. And you are still just so totally delightful. But you are also worthy of feeling amazing. You are worthy of have, being full of energy. You are full, worthy of being full of vibrous, vibrancy and vitality. And so much of our success and our thriving and everything in our life is connected to how we treat our body and how we move it and how we feed it. And so this was a little bit different than what I normally do. And yet it totally connects to my mission and what I desire, to, the, the impact I create to desire in this world. So if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you left me a review and I would also love it if you connected with me on Instagram. I will leave my link in the, the show notes. I don't know if that's what they're called, show notes, footnotes. And I would love to hear your story. I would love to hear if anything resonated. I love connecting and talking to my sisters about these things. So I will chat with you over there and otherwise have a most wonderful day, you guys, and we'll chat soon. I'll see you in the next episode.